there. Welcome to Soul Candy, the candy for your soul. And sometimes I just get these, like, strange, sudden revelations. You could call them epiphanies, but I don't really think they're epiphanies. Anyways, I've gotten quite a few recently about enlightenment. So I figured that for episode 14, I'm going to do an enlightenment part two. So let's give you a little taste of the candy for your soul that is to come. We're going to do the intro. I'm going to talk about an airport story, new revelations. I'm going to talk about the difference between uh, ascension and enlightenment. I'm going to have a short period of time for a sponsor. I'm going to talk about this DNA design. I'm going to talk about anything else I wish and then the outro. So, let's just get right into it. Okay, so I'm very sensitive to color. Well, I'm very sensitive to energies. And these energies show up to me in colors. And I was thinking about this recently. And just a minute before I started recording this, on my phone I looked up different types of cut clairvoyance to see uh, if there's one for colors and there isn't one for only colors so I guess apparently I'm clairvoyant because clairvoyance is seeing things in your mind's eye and I see colors in my mind's eye so I guess that technically makes me clairvoyant so that's kind of (laughs) cool anyways I was at the airport yesterday. I was traveling, and I just noticed something. Everyone around me, everyone, except for this one person, just felt gray, just gray color. And to me, gray means boring. And there was this one little kid, and they were bright pink, and happy and energetic. So this made me think about enlightenment. And enlightenment, to me now, is a sort of uh, way that life is. Uh, Enlightenment now, to me, feels like returning to a state of child like happiness but it's different from being childlike because when you're a child you don't know about taxes and stuff (laughs) about how scary the world is and then when you grow up you sometimes get this annoying feeling in your stomach and it's like man the world's not as great as i thought it was and what i think enlightenment is is knowing all of those things and being okay with it, but still returning to a childlike state of happiness, even though you know that there's all of these bad things out there. And that was like a real eye-opener, and it shed a whole new light on enlightenment for me. (laughs) No pun intended. And... I used to think that enlightenment was just something that these uh, spiritual people who were up in the mountains did. And 
I guess living in caves isolated from everyone would make enlightenment easier because, therefore, you know less about all of the troubles in the world. So it's able to, re- so it's easier for you to return to a childlike state of bliss. And that was crazy for me. I remember this quote, and I think it was from Alan Watts. And he said that if you ask a master, a Buddhist master, how to become enlightened, he will say, or she, I'm not sure if there's such thing as a female Buddhist master. There should be, but I'm not sure if there is. Anyways, he said he, so I'm going to stick with he. He said that he will tell you it's like opening your hand. And then Alan Watts proceeded to say, Now, if you're smart, you might be able to tell me which muscles to move in order to open your hand, etc. Which, um, where the blood flow goes in order to open your hand, and which which muscles to open your hand. What you need to do biologically to open your hand. But then he said, does that make you any better at opening your hand than it does me? No. So, his point was... Enlightenment, you don't need to know how to become enlightened. It's a natural response. But, I guess I could define enlightenment more clearly this way. And that makes it a lot easier for me to understand. So, now my new definition of enlightenment is returning to a childlike state of bliss. Also, uh, just the different types of clairvoyance are uh, clairvoyance, seeing things in your mind's eye, clairaudience, hearing things in your head. You're not, like, actually hearing them, I don't think. I think it's more like an internal dialogue type thing. Clairsentience, uh, sensation or feeling. Clairsent, clairsmelling. Clairtangency. Clear touching, again. Clear, uh, clear gustance, clear tasting, clear tasting, and clear empathy, which is basically being an empath and being able to, uh, know what other people are feeling. And I think everyone should have that, and I think a lot of people have that. You know, like, when you're in a room with someone and you can tell that they're sad, and you're like, hey, what's wrong? kind of like that. (laughs) So, anyways, what's the difference between ascension and enlightenment? So, say you're at uh, a store, yeah, just a store, like a department store, and you go into the aisle and you see uh, your favorite candy. Maybe it's, I don't know, whatever candy you like. Just imagine, insert favorite candy here. And you see the five-pack with just your candy, and then next to it, you see a two-in-one deal with your two favorite candies. So, Ascension is like the one candy. Ascension is moving up and uh, going higher on the dimensional levels. 
and that's what humans are going to do very soon. And you don't necessarily have to be enlightened to move up the dimensional levels. But enlightenment is, like, the best deal there is. <laughs> you're, like, um... You're very peaceful, and you're blissful, and you get to move up the dimensional levels. So it's a win-win scenario. I'd like to be happy and move up the dimensional levels. So, uh... One type of candy and two of your favorite candies. Two for one deal and just the normal. So that's the difference between ascension and enlightenment. And now for our, for a short message from our sponsor. Thank you. Okay, thanks for listening that to that. So now let's talk about this DNA type pattern that I've been seeing for a while, but I never really quite understood until I had this revelation. So, in order to draw this design, whip out your piece of paper and draw an oval, but the two ends on the left and right of the oval are sort of pointy. Now, repeat that design four more times. Now, draw a larger one of those, encasing the smaller design. Do that whole thing four more times, then draw another larger thing encasing those. Do that whole design once more and draw one larger thing encasing it. <laughs> Do that uh, three more times, the whole thing three more times, and then you're gonna do one giant one encasing all of those. And you just mapped out 32 years. Yep. So, one of those tiny ones uh, represents a season, and then the slightly larger one is a year, and then so on and so on. Anyways, let's start at the beginning. Pretend you're only going to live for 32 years, okay? Because you can. this design can obviously repeat on forever, but I don't think I have enough time, or anyone has enough time, unless you have a lot of time to map out your whole average life expectancy. Anyways, pretend you're only going to live 32 years, alright? Start at the very beginning. This is your birth. Uh, unity. It starts out at a small point. And then when you're born, your consciousness starts rapidly expanding out. And, you know, you learn how to speak, you learn how to eat, you learn how to sneeze... <laughs> And you're rapidly expanding out. And you know how people say when you're middle-aged, everything just starts going downhill? Well, when you're middle-aged, you're at the very top of this arc. And then everything literally starts to go downhill. And you start returning back to a single point. And that point is unity again, which is death. But death here is the same as birth. Now, this design can also be, um, uh, you know, applied to enlightenment. Because, as I was just saying, when you're born, you have that, um, you know, uh, childlike uh, obliviousness and, uh, what's the word? Uh, you know, existence. You have the childlike existence. The childlike bliss, that's what I said. You have the childlike bliss. 
And then you're rapidly expanding, and then you're like, oh, wait, there's there's taxes? Nobody likes taxes. And then you're no longer blissful. You're just totally stressed out. Anyways, when you become enlightened, you return to that childlike state of bliss and return to the unity. But you don't have to physically die for this. But when you think about it in the Buddhist and Hindu, pretty much all all major <laughs> religions' uh, idea of reincarnation. Okay, wait, wait, wait. So I'm saying all major religions because originally it's most likely that Jesus taught reincarnation. So now Christianity is added to that list. So Hindu, Buddhist, all the Eastern religions plus Christianity, not sure about Judaism, not sure about Muslim. Anyways, most of the major religions, okay? (laughs) Most of the major religions believe in reincarnation. And they say that once you become enlightened, you end the cycle of reincarnation. And when you become enlightened, you're returning to that single point of unity. And then you expand when you die. But you don't expand into this universe. You ascend the dimensional levels and it's the two-in-one deal becomes fulfilled, and you get your blissful candy, and you get your uh, moving-up candy. <laughs> uh, I can't think of anything else that I missed, so thank you so much for listening. I will see you next week. The podcast is every Monday. It would be really helpful if you could leave a written review and also like this podcast. Also, you could favorite our podcast on whichever um, way that you're listening to this. And you will get notified every time I upload a new podcast. It's every Monday. Also, follow us on Instagram. It's at Soul Candy Podcast. So, thank you. And that was the candy for your soul. <laughs>